Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, and welcome once again to History Dweeps, the podcast where we take a lighthearted look at the dark side of history. I am Tim. Uh, thank you for joining us today. The topic of our podcast today is the coast-to-coast killer, serial killer, Tommy Lynn Sells. Uh, Tommy Lynn Sells was a psychopath um, who stalked, raped, and murdered women. Uh, and he also killed men as well. He, he really didn't have like a target audience or a population that he uh, killed. He he killed a lot of different uh, folks and a lot of different different demographics, but we're going to talk about his dastardly He was an equal opportunity murderer. Yeah, he really was. Uh, But before we talk about his dastardly deeds, let me introduce our uh, panel. I'm joined, as always, by the very lovely and talented, the queen of mean, the empress of evil, the mistress of the macabre, pill-popping and penis-loving, Brandy. How are you today, Brandy? I'm good, Timmy. How are you? And I want it noted... I'm here under protest. Why are you protesting today? Well, I'm here under protest because I would have protested and taken the day off today had we not been going to do a show. Oh, yes. This is uh, International Women's uh, Day. So I'm here under Appreciation Day. duress and protest. Are women protesting today? No, it's uh, like yeah. a, the day without women. Yeah. Hmm? It's a so day without It's a day women. without women. So the, all these oh. women are taking the day off. They're not oh. going shopping. They're not doing... Oh, they're not going shopping? Yeah. Well, shit, I might go to the grocery store. Well, well, Brandy, we think uh, we thank you for coming in and thinking of our listeners and, uh, mm. you know, carrying on. We're glad that you're here. Yeah. Shannon probably is not at work today. It's because she's Shan- badass. Shannon Rosser. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, no, she's at work, but she's just sitting in the parking lot. That's true. Holding the sign. I thought about well, she's you know, making the men walk around her. At I the was front gonna, door. I was gonna walk out front with a sign, but you all said that you'd turn the hose on the dogs or something. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm not in the we mood get for you, that. Yeah. It's a little cold. <laughs> We'd get the uh, Pinkerton Detective Agency rush up. I'd have Rudy down here coming after. Her <laughs> it's ass. a little cold. <laughs> no, yeah. we want it. We want to uh, think and recognize all of our lady listeners. Uh, and say, can, you know, just to tell you how much we appreciate you listening, and uh, we really do, and we podcast would be nothing without you. So, Well, we'd have about six listeners. We, we, right, right, we would, and so we appreciate you, Brandy. Oh, thank you. Thank uh, you. Oh, so I'm we got to, no, does. I appreciate our listeners. We don't have Well, to, we appreciate we our appreciate female Brandy, listeners, I mean, and we appreciate. Still, how old are you, devil? 
Why does it matter? I mean, you're mostly woman. You're what, like 44 or something? I'm not so. 44. No. <laughs> so you will be. Someday. Someday, yeah. yeah. So you're still mostly woman. Oh, fuck off. God bless it. Really? I mean, already you have to start on no, me? No. You're I not even here yet. I appreciate the part of her. You're not even here I appreciate the part of her that's still woman. Yeah, you're, not, you're, you're actually not here yet. Okay, yeah. I'm going to take that back. So uh, this is Brandy time. It is. And Brandy, you have a That's new why. podcast you're going to tell us about. I do have a new podcast. It's called Cover to Cover Kids, and I almost have it on iTunes. We've had some technical issues, but it's almost on iTunes, and it is at Libsyn, and I posted the link and everything, and it's just, you know, audiobooks for kids. And, and you, uh, read, you read stories. You know what I did notice, though, because I'm a horrible speller, and I... And, uh, I, nobody's called me on it, which I appreciate that, but I spelled original wrong. Like I said, oh, yeah, send me some original work if you want me to do And I spelled original wrong. And this I spelled is on the it, posting on that. Yes, and I put I spelled original because I'm so used to having just autocorrect. Yes. Autocorrect did not correct it for me. Well, and I just put it out there in the world like a well, dumbass. Well, do you know I've noticed that uh, <clears throat> my autocorrect, because I talk to my three boys so much. Mm-hmm. That autocorrect corrects almost everything to dick. I'm not surprised by that. Because I always call him, you stupid dick, you dumb dick, you dickhead. He still wants to take over my time. Okay, like let's get back. You know what I was thinking? You know what, you know what autocorrect does? It changes the word fuck to duck. I know, you got to be careful Mine of that. Mine changes it to guck. Mine the duck. Mine doesn't, even, even, a word. Mine doesn't even do that so anymore. I, I still have it. So if I'm texting do it. one of my friends and I say, it yeah. comes out, I, wrote, I want to duck you really hard. It just loses something. All right. So that's um, Cover to Cover Kids. Uh-huh. Available on Lipson and soon to be available on iTunes. Yes. And we'll be posting links to that on our Facebook group page, History Dweebs, the podcast, and you have a Facebook page as well, right? I do. I do. Cover to Cover Kids it's on Facebook. Like the like it. And there's not much there right now, I have to be honest, but but it, it will be. It's getting there. We're puttering yes. along. It, technology is. See, all this what, newfangled technology this is, is I, wearing me out. This is, first of all, I got two thoughts on that. I, Should I wait to be introduced? Yeah, to wait to be introduced. Okay. But Let I me would get my thoughts. He here. has two thoughts. I have one thought is that. You know, I think it's great that you're, you know, it's a great option for uh, parents who want or drive, like you say, on a, a long car trip or for the summer for vacation or they want to play something for their kids at night, so, you know, and they don't want to, you know, they want to, the parents want to go have sex or they want to leave their kid in the room. I, they can put yeah. you in there. But I really think you should have done porn reading porn because uh, I think that would have been very popular. Don't you, Colonel? That is a different um, actually, podcast. Actually, now I listened to the um to the to the uh, blockhead pumpkin thing. I did too. I listened to that one too. Spookly, Spookly, the square pumpkin. Yeah. Noah loves Spookly. I got I gotta say I got a little bit of a chub. A little bit of a chub. Gross. That is disgusting. <laughs> Let me introduce. Feel so dirty. <laughs> and it's very hard for me to introduce you as the moral compass of the podcast now. Oh my God! I gotta go take a silkwood shower. <laughs> oh. But let me introduce the very honorable and talented. Yeah, honorable. <laughs> the distinguished Reverend Colonel Charles Beauregard Hawk Waters III, affectionately known as the Southern Gentleman. How are you today, Colonel? I'm wonderful today, Timmy. So let's get back to Wait, the you have devil, two thoughts. The Devil Singers. I got two thoughts on that. Okay. Yeah. You know how on CSI they have like 
sometimes they'll have crossover episodes like Happy Days and Laverne uh-huh. and Shirley. Uh-huh. I think we should do crossover episodes of your podcast and our podcast. So we can uh, do uh, so we're just bad gonna... time stories about serial killers. Yeah. I see. I think that would be good. Okay. What's your other thought? My other thought and is she rejected that this is going to be really, really cool when your Facebook page, when... Amber Cruz, Amber and Jen show up to your Facebook you know page they for will little be kids. Just fine. <laughs> yeah, they will. They yeah, will they be will. just fine. All the moms just, oh, could you write it? Could you read the story of the little elephant that could? And yeah. you know, It'll and they're just... talking about boobs. And Amber's like the little elephant that could choke me. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they be they would be. If just you are fine. not a member of our <laughs> Facebook group, please join. It's History Dreams, the podcast. Yeah. We've got a lot of cool people on there, and um, most of the people you hear us mention on the podcast and give shout outs to, they're a part of that group. So we invite you to join us as well. I want to give a um, special shout out to our Patreon subscribers. Our Patreon uh, subscriptions are growing every day, and we oh, we're so grateful and we so appreciate it appreciative of it um so i would like to thank the following folks for their generous contributions to the podcast alicia and chip uh jason dykes bridget clavey uh, brandy mcbride kimberly uh cabron elise scotty J with the killers cults and nut jobs podcast hey you got it right i did thank you scott tj young diane student amber trevino annette petray Lise, Mandy Swanson, thank you, Mandy. Joe Hopkins in New York. Joe's going to have a podcast of his own coming out soon. We're looking I saw forward. that. Yeah, I'm excited. Looking, yeah, me too. Jennifer uh, Siemens, uh, Leslie, Amber Scoville, Jahara, Cindy Lou, uh, Lydia Fisher and her sister Ruth, uh, Dr. Jeff uh, Chestnut and his lovely wife Don, Andrew Happ, uh, Jennifer uh, Watson, and I'm probably saying the name wrong, but Jennifer, thank you so much. I will probably check. I wrote Lydia? it down. No, 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 no. <laughs> Just don't say anything. Uh, I probably wrote it down wrong, but Jennifer uh, W., thank you very much for your kind contributions. Uh, she's a new subscriber. Tyrone, um, thank you, Tyrone. Phyllis Munson. Sarah Morgan, thank you, Sarah. Charlie and Allie from the Insight Podcast. Um, they have a new podcast. Uh, their latest podcast is on a lady, a socialite named Star Faithful. And I saw the title, Star her, Faithful. Is I that got, her Christian name? No, you know, I'm thinking, yeah, it really, it, well, it really was. And I'm thinking, it's about a stripper, you know, so I got all Wasn't excited. about a stripper, was yeah, it? No, but it was very good, very good. Uh, Melissa Montoya, thank you, Melissa. Brittany Martin, uh, Cheryl Weldon, and uh, I think I said Jennifer Siemens and her... Uh, Mother Linda, Leslie Hagar, and Rudy, the Wonder Dog. If I've left anyone out, uh, please let me know, uh, and I will correct that next time. Thank you for uh, your kind contributions. If you would like to support the podcast, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash historydweebs. You can give a little, you can give a lot, or Colonel. Or just a wee tiny little bit to me. Everything helps, and if you can't afford it, don't worry about it. Just uh, leave us an iTunes review, uh, join our Facebook group. 
Um, you can um, say thank you in a lot of different ways. Support that, the arts. Or you know what? If you can afford it and say, fuck you, I ain't giving you a dime, <laughs> Still that's join. fine too. Just yeah, give is. us a good <laughs> iTunes review. Yeah. Support yeah. the arts. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, though. We don't, want people, quality we don't want people giving us money that can't afford it. So if you can't afford it, we are very, very much appreciative. If not, don't worry about it. We'll keep keep it on. Right, Brandy? We always do. Yes. So let's talk. This is a labor of love for us, Timmy. Yes, it is. Let's talk about the coast-to-coast killer brandy. Okay. Serial killer Tommy Lynn Sells. Now I'm going to try not okay, to say. Okay, can I just clear up for a real second? One second here. It's Sales. Okay. Thank okay, you. Okay, I just want to. You know, you I'm going to. Accent. No, okay. I, I'm not insulting you, Timmy. It's just you got your accent, and it's not sells; it's sales. You know, I've been, I, I had, you know, I, I will appear on uh, the podcast we look at. Okay, Mister Big Shot, tell us all about it. The podcast we listen to podcast this weekend. It's where I'll be interviewed, you. and I'm sure your name will come up. <laughs> I'm just. So do you want to continue down no, this road? No, I'm helping our listeners because you got that charming Southern accent. It's not Appal- a Southern. It's accent. Appalachian. Thank it's you. hillbilly. It's Appalachian and and it's not hillbilly. Hill it's Appalachian and let and me tell you, let me tell you something. and cells can get. What? Tell us something. I'm okay. eager to hear what you have to say about Appalachian. Did I? I've told you this before. I think the Appalachian uh, accent. What? When people moved over from England and Scotland in the 1800s, they moved to Appalachia, right? The people who moved to Appalachia. Mm-hmm. That at the time was the King's English. So it changed in England, but in because the Appalachians were disconnected from the, the mother country, uh-huh. it they, it didn't change for us. So I'm speaking proper English. It's just 200 years old. <laughs> okay, I am in no way being critical. I just if people want to look this man up on the internet, cells S E L L S. It is cells. Yes. Thank you, Colonel. Oh, wait. Mi- mic drop. <laughs> okay. Sales. So Timmy had a mic drop. Right. Timmy had a mic drop. Yes. Okay, yes. I you, thought it was sales. Because you, and you know, when you say sales, that's how you say sales. And you know how you would have known that? <laughs> if I would have read script. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you're ridiculous. Mic, Timmy had a mic drop. <laughs> I got it in front of me. <laughs> and you're a punk bitch. <laughs> I should have gave, gave you six pages like I gave Brandy. <laughs> I, you know, I, I was going to give him part of yours. So I don't even know why. Now, because, no, because he would have bitched about it. Oh, well, I, I got I three pages. The, I'd have ended up with them anyway. Yeah, he would have gave them to you. Yeah. It's all right. It's all good. It's all you good. You fucking lazy about a podcast. All you have to do is read. You don't have to research. You don't have to write. You don't even read the script beforehand. All you have to do is show up and read two pages. I don't even know why you're doing this. He's starting to become a burden. He really is. He really is. He's an albatross. Jesus Christ. Let me put him in a fucking nursing home or something. He has nothing. You know, it's kind of like when it's kind of like when you have to wait a minute. It's kind of like when you have to have your wife's slow cousin work for you. Yeah. It's yeah. you know, and you and you can't fire him because he's family. Right. So you give him nothing to do. So you give him yeah. So you give him. He's supposed to separate out the screws and the nuts. That's his job. I'm sure he could do that. Actually. You know uh, who could, you know who could do that? A monkey. A fucking monkey could do that. 
monkey be all over this story. <laughs> and it wouldn't be g- giving me shit about my accent either. He'd be throwing shit at you. Uh, sure. sure. <laughs> You know what? We're gonna find a talking monkey. There gotta be a talking monkey available. There are no talking monkeys. All they can do is sign, which really doesn't work for a podcast. I'm just gonna sit here for a little bit. Jesus Christ! All right. I'm just. I made a mistake. It's a royal one, I guess. Tommy Lee Sells was a sexual psychopath, Randy. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> okay, you can do a Joe Pesci on me now. Jesus. Does he look like a clown to you? I amuse you? <laughs> All right. Tommy Lee Sells was a psycho- sexual psychopath who stalked, raped, and murdered women and girls. He is believed to have killed at least 22 people in the 1980s and 1990s. Law enforcement officials believe the number could be as high as 70 perhaps even more. Let me tell you, researching this story was a fucking nightmare because... Oh, tell me about the, it. No, yeah, I know. <laughs> it was a struggle. It was a real... The, there is... Uh, I, I had all kinds of sources for this, but there's different timelines. Every source had a different timeline, so I couldn't get a real good grip. I'm doing the best I can with these with this timeline, trying to put it all together, but some people have him murdering up to 70 people, some of them say as few as 22, but somewhere between 22 and 70. <laughs> he was only convicted for one. Jesus. But, yeah, but that seems to be the way with Sierra, because like Henry Lee Lucas, mm-hmm. you know, it's like he killed either seven people or 220. Well, I, I think yeah. sometimes, you know, sometimes it's like it's like when they do a cocaine bust. It's always, they always yeah. say they got more than yeah. they actually did. In the street value of the, yeah, yeah. what street you talking about? Yeah. Because where I live, weed's $35 for a little bag. I so mean, I think they all, there's some of that. They always attribute more. But this guy, I think, may have really killed at least 70. He may have killed more. The, the thing with him is he was transient, so he was all over the country. Was he a Gandhi dancer? He wasn't a Gandhi dancer, but he did ride the rails, and he was a carny. Oh. He's a oh. fucking carny. Yeah. I hope we don't have any carnies and listening to this podcast. And but if we do have any carnies, we apologize to any carnies or hobos who might be listening to our podcast. We appreciate carnies. We do, the ones who don't rape and kill people. We don't. Yeah, yeah. yeah clearly. All right. So he traveled across the continental United States where he committed all these dastardly deeds. Tommy Lynn Sells was born. Uh, he had a twin sister, Tammy Jean. Uh, he was born in Oakland, California, Colonel, on June 28, 1964. Uh, so what does that mean? June, June 28, 1964. She was younger than me. Well, and his mother wasn't. Well, she was a little yeah, she pregnant. she was a little pregnant. They yeah. got pregnant right around Christmas time. Yeah, they conceived right around then. Or about Thanksgiving. They had No, they had a nice, uh, nice Halloween. His mother's name was Nina, and she had two sons before the twins were born. Uh, and three boys, three more boys to follow. So she had her hands full. The children, she was a single mother as well. The children had a non-traditional upbringing, Brandy. I can't imagine. Including fundamental questions about their parentage. <laughs> What's so funny about that? Dude, he's Dude, on our today. When you grow up wondering, is that really your daddy? And then somebody gets drunk at a wedding uh, uh, well, I, thing and... Well, after this kid, after uh, Tommy Lee Lynn grows up, I don't think 
you know, there's probably a lot of people disowning him because <laughs> yeah. he didn't really, uh, you know, he didn't really bring a lot of honor to the family. I can't imagine. Officially, an insurance agent named William Sells, friends called him Bill, was sure. the Billy. father. Was, was the twins' father. <laughs> Officially. But it's believed that the biological father was actually a man by the name of Joe Lovins. A Joe Lovins? Joe Lovins. A used car salesman. <laughs> they never buy a used car from a man named Joe Lovins. Joe Lovins. How you doing now? I'm Joe Lovins. Let, what, what can I put you in today? Let me see. What can I put in you today? <laughs> What do I have to do to see you behind the wheel? How you doing? <laughs> Joe Lovins. All right, so that that's who they think. I, you know what? I think that's going to be my new name, Colonel Lovins. Nope. Well, this Joe Lovins, he was a... Uh, Joe Lovins had bailed William Sells. Remember William, the... Uh, Billy. Billy, <laughs> sure. the, the official father. He was an insurance agent. Well, Lovins had bailed him out of a financial um, hole... And uh, Sells agreed to claim the children as his own in an insurance scam. Uh, so he was trying to get some insurance. I don't know how that, all that worked, but he provided, uh, uh, William Sells provided the insurance to the kids. I don't know. They had some kind of scheme going. Um, but anyway, Tommy Lynn and his sister was initially raised by his mother, Nina. And then when Tommy and Tammy were 18 months old, Nina Sells moved to her family to St. Louis where she had relatives. So she moved the kids to St. Louis where she had relatives. That, uh, uh, tragically, young Tammy contracted meningitis and died. Oh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How old was she? Uh, uh, 18 months. 18 months. Uh, Tommy had exhibited the same high fever as his sister, but he ended up surviving. So obviously the wrong one survived here yeah. in this uh, scenario. Nina, the mother, uh, sent her son away to live with her aunt, Bonnie Walpool. Um, and he lived with her from the ages of two to five. So three years he was living with his aunt. Now, Nina never visited her son nor contacted Bonnie to inquire about how Tommy was doing. So Bonnie proceeded to uh, try to adopt Tommy. When she did, Nina became furious and she come and got the boy and refused to let her see his aunt again. Apparently, Bonnie was a nice lady, and she was trying to do right by young Tommy, but... Uh, Mama wasn't letting that yeah, happen. Yeah, apparently not. It's kind <clears throat> of a dick move. So Mama gave up the kid to Aunt Bonnie. Well, she let her... Yes, for a couple of years. Now, and Mama then, wants back in the picture. Yes. Uh, she got, got mad to, when I she, got to recap. Yeah, thank okay. you. Uh, every aspect of Tommy Lynn Sell's upbringing seems to be tainted by his mother's neglect. He was allowed to start drinking alcohol with his grandpa at the age of seven. Oh, well, who's not been allowed to do that? His grandfather claimed that booze would make a man out of him. True. Yeah, but age seven? Hey, it's never too early. At age eight... Uh, young Tommy was allowed to spend time with a man from a nearby town who had befriended him. He would take the boy on day trips, and the man would lavish him with gifts and cash. Mm. Eight-year-old. That's not sounding good, is it? No. Especially not if he's giving him liquor. 
Well, he wasn't. That was his uncle. But he mm-hmm. let Tommy start to sleep over at his house. Sure, that's normal. With increasing frequency, the man would later be identified as a pedophile who molested boys, including Tommy Lynn Sells, for years before being caught. So get out. Yeah. Uh, Tommy Lynn Sells began smoking ditchweed marijuana at the ditch age weed. of ten. Yeah, at the age of ten. Ditchweed. Mm-hmm. Is that my name for marijuana? I don't know. I guess it's name for a, We always called ditchweed. Ditchweed was the cheap shit that we yeah, called it like seeds and We called it skunkweed yeah. because it smelled skunky, but now yeah. all Rag, weed smells ragweed. skunky. Yeah, yeah. ditchweed. In 1973, when Tommy was 11 years old, Joe Lovins, remember him, the used car salesman? Joe Lovins. Mm-hmm. Who presumed... Um, who was his biological father. People think it was his uh, biological father. Well, he died. He died? Yeah, God rest his soul. And that stirred up uh, emotions in young Tommy Lynn. Tommy tried to talk to his father during the viewing, but was cut off in the middle of his address. Apparently, he wrote out this long note, and he started reading it to his dad while he was laying in the coffin. But his grandmother pulled him away and uh, kept telling him to stop it, and basically had to drag him. Tommy, young Tommy, away. Mm. What the hell kind of people do that? Let uh, the poor kid get his dude. Evidently, sand. people who raise serial <clears throat> killers. I guess, but uh, you know, maybe he was maybe he was hoping to get a get discount on a Dotson or something. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, maybe he was just going off on a tangent, saying crazy shit. Yeah, like, yeah, we don't know. A and discount I, on a Dotson. <laughs> <laughs> In 1977. When uh, Tommy Lynn Sells was 13 years old, he crawled into bed naked with his grandmother. Nope. <laughs> his grandmother became upset and ordered him out of her room. <laughs> Nine! Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Nine! Tommy Lynn would later claim his grandmother was sexually teasing him by dressing provocatively. In her own bed. <laughs> she had it coming. It's, well, she had a night had robe on. She probably had those plastic rollers in her hair. Oh, yeah, she had those, those styrofoam rollers. Those big fuzzy yeah. slippers walking around. It, you know, I don't, whatever. Walking around in that silk moon. And you know what? Here's she was the asking thing. for it, basically. <laughs> yeah. Even if you think she was, would you ever say that out loud? No. My grandma, look at a dress like that. Look at that. <laughs> at that. What kind look of whore does that? Plint. That on. moo-moo. Yeah. <laughs> that moo-moo's hugging your curves today, Grandma. Well, Tits Grandma a, didn't like it, It's hanging all down to her knees like that. You know, no means no, so she <laughs> she ran her grandson out of her bedroom. Yeah. That's not something that happens in most families. <laughs> <laughs> all I said is that untraditional upbringing, non-traditional upbringing. Good Lord. A few months later... Uh, Tommy tried to rape his own mother in the shower. Holy oh, shit. God. Mother raper? He's a mother raper? Uh, Nina, Nina was in the shower when uh, Tommy opened the shower door. He was naked and sexually aroused. Let's also admit, Nina's kind of a bitch. Yeah, Nina. Yeah, but... Okay. No, uh, I'm not saying... You he's know. already off on the wrong track at 13. Oh, God. Motherfucker. Well, I mean, you know, he was a beast. His, he pinned his mother against the wall and tried to fill her up. What? Thinking quickly, his mother turned on the hot water oh. that, that hit him directly in his face, causing severe burns. 
How about, you know, how about the cold water? That would have done it. <laughs> yeah, cold water. Now, Mom was able to get away. And not left burns. But Tommy would later tell her that he was just playing. Oh. <laughs> I was just playing, I was just Mama. playing. Why are you get mad? <laughs> Why you gotta be like that? Come in the shower, and I got a boner, and I start <laughs> filling you up. and I'm just playing. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you so uptight about everything? God. <laughs> oh God. Later, in 1977... Came home to uh, Tommy came home from school to discover his whole family had moved out of the trailer without <laughs> goodbye. You know, there's only well, so know. much feeling up that somebody yeah, needs to deal with. It's like, like you know what? Leave that little mother uh, try to fuck her here. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> so um, at 13, he was now on his own. He stayed in the empty trailer for a while, but hell yeah. Yeah, but then he had to leave because he was, he was, he, he didn't, he ran out of food. So he eventually, uh, so he stopped attending school. And uh, by age 14, he was traveling across the country and he would continue us the rest of his life going from place to place. And that's why it's kind of difficult to do the research on this because he, this guy's all over the place. He's killing people all over the country. And um, it's hard to keep uh, track, uh, a good timeline, but I think I got one together. But anyway, uh, he was uh, traveling across the country, a boy posing as a man, hopping trains, stealing, and doing what he had to do to survive. For the next 21 years, from 1978 to 1999, uh, Tommy crisscrossed the country by hopping freights, hitching rides, or stealing cars. I think, I think we'll get into this later, but he was arrested for DWI like over 20 times during his life. Damn. Well, I mean, that sounds... A lot, but it is you, a then, lot. Yeah, well, but I mean, then you realize he killed over twenty-two people, <laughs> yeah. so it kind of puts it in perspective. Yeah, but you know what? I mean, what? What? He was hopping trains. What the fuck was he? Oh, doing? he was. I mean, he was. Was doing he everything. Glenn Campbell driving down the road on his fucking <laughs> on his lawnmower? <laughs> oh, no, George Who Jones. George Jones. George Jones. Thank you. All right. Down the road on his he yeah. spent uh, he spent time in most of the states in the country, begging for work. He worked as a carney, a barber, a mechanic. And Who's not worked as a carney and a laborer? Well, I think he probably worked at the little. Uh, he might have worked. He might have ran the scrambler. Remember <laughs> the that right? Scrambler. I don't I'm think telling you. Run the scrambler if you're 14. Oh, maybe not. Yeah, maybe but they don't know. Ran, Remember, he's po- he's just posing, doing whatever. Posing he's posing. as a man. He's a poser. Uh, maybe he worked the ring toss. I'm he telling you, he you worked what? the little dart thing or where you have little, to pop the balloons. Or the little ducks that you pick up and turn over and get a number. You went uh, winner every that game. Winner every time. That's bullshit. That's a bullshit lie. Winner every time. You I, know, get, you I know. turn my duck over, it says, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> you know what you got to do is you got to – I can always win in that game because what you, you got to do – There's a winner every time. No, you get you something, sit there and you pay you, a dollar you for watch. a little piece of plastic watch. It's like, a, like that you know three-card money thing. And you watch, and eventually somebody's going to pick a winner. And then you watch him put that duck back in, and you follow it around, and you give it about another half hour, and then you walk up, and you know which duck it is, and you win. Look, I don't go to the carnival. You should. really should. Well, I will. Well, you're from Lebanon. Every day is a carnival. Well, every day is a carnival up there. But here's the thing. First of all, the only reason I go is for the elephant ears. So eventually I end up paying like 20 bucks for an elephant ear. So it gets fucked on that. But I don't ride the rides because I refuse to ride anything that can pass me on the expressway. Yeah, I just I can't true. do it. You don't ride the Scrambler? Not at the fair, no. 
Not at the fair, not at a carnival, not, no. Every ride at the carnival should be called the Wheel of Death. Yeah. Yeah, you really roll the dice when you go. Did you see the news yesterday that the train carrying the 60 old people? Or no, it was bus a bus carrying. Carrying 60 old yeah. people got hit by a train. train. Yeah. On the way to the casino. I know. I would say that luck didn't hold out, but no, I mean, uh, but you wonder how does that, how does that, I don't know. It's, I mean, it's a tragic thing. It's did, a tangent, did, did, did but they, how the fuck uh, do they you? let people kill? Four. Four. Oh Only four, and it knocked the train. Uh, it had like 50 old people on mm-hmm. it. It knocked it 300 feet down the tracks. So I'm thinking, you know, this son of a bitch had to tumble. So there's, I'm not sure you, know, you can. I'm not sure you can use the uh, adjective "old" to describe people anymore. Yeah, people like me, your peers, my peers, and yeah. uh, but I'm thinking 300, 300 yards or whatever knocked people down. It's more than one. And only people. four people yeah. got killed. Yeah. No, it was a miracle. Yeah. It was a miracle yeah. there wasn't more. Okay, Brandy, what happens next with young Tommy Lynn Sells? So I. Precise account of his foundings, like you said, was impossible because he was moving all over the place. He didn't, cr- he didn't keep a crime diary. No, he did not, and uh, we would appreciate if he did. Any potential yeah, serial any killers out? Amber, out. Amber, yeah, Amber and Jen. Yeah, yeah. please, Justin, document, 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 document. Justin, could you leave us a private I message hit. when you're doing shit? If I only kill two, and it's live, I think that that is sort of a. No, but that's you know, keeping a record of it. Yeah. I mean, it's making a record of it. Yeah, and then yeah. I don't have to write. But you're not serial killer if you just kill me and Chuck. You not would yet. have to. You would have to kill more. Yeah, and you'd have to space them out. Some you'd people. Have to, some people have it. Coming. You'd have to have a cooling off period, mm-hmm. and then you'd have to kill somebody yeah. else. But once you killed that other one, you know what? Though you've known me long enough, is there ever really a cooling off? But period that's for the me. whole thing. You never but really have. One. If you're yeah. only going to kill one person, eat them because then you'll get a podcast made about you. <laughs> yeah, just one. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, um, you, you have. I mean, you have to be a cannibal. If you can't be a serial killer, you'll be a cannibal. That's seems, my. That's my. You know, I live by like that motto. Colonel. Chuck would be a little mm-hmm. gamey. I feel like Chuck would be a little gamey. Yeah. Oh, now look at this. You know this is all. Take a look. All this. This is marbled. You know. You know it's gonna be marbled and. It's just like eating an ear or something. Like a nice big kernel steak. You know what else you could gamey. do? What you could do to get you to get you become a topic of a podcast is that you don't have to eat him, but if you cut him up and like sell him as ground meat or something. No. You know how I get to be the topic of a podcast is killing you two on a podcast. Yeah, you be, that be, would kind do of it. Be like Christine Chubbuck, almost yes. like that. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So anyway, I'm just gonna go on the record. So now I'm giving it away. This that came out right after our podcast. You know, her thing that she shot herself. Mm-hmm. I believe the film's fake. I believe I think the footage it, is fake. But, but if they know you, I don't think Insight could cover it because it's not a mystery. So maybe like Sword and Scale would cover it, or Generation cover what? Y. Oh, when you kill somebody. Oh, I think Charlie and Allie would cover it. No, because it's not a mystery. Well, no, Allie it would not be a mystery. Ali would cover it just for fun. Mamie yeah. Nina would cover it in Already Gone mm-hmm. or uh, Marissa and Vanish. That's wanna, another mystery. I want to be on Just well, Us between Girls. Between Us Girls. Would between be Us like, Girls. Yeah, they might cover it. it. Yeah, cover it. I would, I would it. do an interview for them. All right. All right. So later on, uh, Sells would claim that his first murder occurred when he was 15 in Mississippi. He was waiting to rob a house and saw a man molesting a child and claims to have killed him because of the molestation. Seriously. So this guy is going to be the champion. Oh, he's the Avenger now. Yeah. yeah. He's the molester Avenger, yeah. Uh, later evidence indicated, shockingly, that there was no molestation. <laughs> but he killed him anyway. Well, you know. 
You can maybe never be too there careful. was molestation potential. Yeah, yeah, was, yeah. Uh, in 1980, when Sells was 16, he killed a man with an ice pick near a Chinese restaurant in Los Angeles. Wonder what so you're he's doing gone. with an ice pick in Los Angeles, Colonel. He's you never know when yeah, you run those... across a block of ice. <laughs> I know, but, but Southern California. Yes, that's okay. Because that's what you yeah, have to do. I mean, a sand you have to be something like that. I no. can see flip flop. You got to be. You got to be packing and ready to go at the drop of a hat. You never know. You know, ice picks though, they're not that easy to kill people with. I would think an ice pick to the eye would well, be pretty yeah. easy. No, you know what happens if you're not careful? The handle breaks. And then mm-hmm. the pit gets stuck in the person's head. But I'll tell you what's easy to kill someone with. Pitchfork. <clears throat> yes. Hey, you got four shots. You got four shots, and if it's a vomit, like a possum, so you can stick a, a They're vomit. good for uh, monsters like Frankenstein, too. They only, only if you, you have a torch with it. And, and let me t- but let me tell you something, and I know you haven't Wasn't watched it Wasn't it touching yet. when Frankenstein helped that little girl and they were going to burn it? Him? Was, it yeah. was. So it was very touching. And he was nice to the blind guy. Yeah. No, let me tell you something. That's and some this bullshit is how there. That's my behavior. Frankenstein's misunderstood. Yeah, man. he was. And this, it's, first of all, it's Frankenstein's monster, you illiterate shit. I'm talking about Frankenstein himself. Uh, you are he not. He was misunderstood. Anyway, it's Frankenstein. <laughs> <laughs> nice knockers. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. I'm not sure about his wife, though, because she wasn't that attractive, Frankenstein's monster's wife. No, the bride no, of Frankenstein. I probably do it. Well, she needed she needed better hair, and she needed brass. She didn't really have none. None, no. Yeah, because yeah, he. If had you're going gonna to make a woman, yeah. <laughs> if you're going to create one from scratch, <laughs> yeah, do better than a beat. No, up. this is yeah. how fucked up this thing has got me. This here, what <laughs> is it? I'm watching The Walking Dead this past weekend. I mm-hmm. gave up on that show. I'm oh. done with it. Okay, so I'm watching The Walking Dead this past weekend, and one of the characters goes and starts killing all these all these walkers. With, like, one of those, and they are, uh, you know, funny enough, they are at a carnival. Mm-hmm. And fucking carnies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They get a lot of pussy, the carnies do. <laughs> they do. They get laid. But he's killing they got them. I love and hate you know those hooks? tattooed across well, their yeah, knuckles. They do. You know those hooks that they get stuffed down off the. Yeah, whatever. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the, killing like them the with one of those. Yeah. Like he's killing, he's killing zombies animals. with one of those hooks. And I'm thinking, well, no, you can't do that because it would get stuck and it would do yeah. this. And it would, but he, he was doing it, so whatever. But, yeah, that's how fucked up this has got me is that I'm sitting there like, no, that can't happen. It Remember on the ring toss? They have this long pole with all these rings on yeah. it. Yeah. I like to get one of those. What the fuck was the point of that? Of course the ring <laughs> toss. Know, with the the, li- and they had the uh, thing where the they had. The change belt? The change belt, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it wasn't really a belt. It was like more like a. A, a cloth uh, sack. Yeah, it yeah. was a fanny pack. Yeah, well. Oh, no, I know what you're talking yeah, about. It's yeah, it's more of a. Uh, oh, those are your. It's apron. apron. Yeah, yeah, those are more your. Those are more your lower yeah. carnivals yeah. that you know the good ones. But, that, but those, they have change belts. Carnies get laid a lot. I I understand. I understand. Because you know they're worldly. They, they mm-hmm. come in town. They yeah. leave. They've been to Arizona. Yeah, they get you free. They've uh, been to Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> they have been there. Most of them have been there. So yeah, they've been. They to get Arizona. you free cotton candy. I mean, mm-hmm. oh, well, yeah. you can't go wrong. You, <laughs> you get you the, me with some free elephant ears. I'll tell you what. You get to the funnel cake stand. Oh, <laughs> you got women throwing themselves. Oh, funnel sure. cake. Or uh, lemon shakeups, either one. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. But you know, Brandy do it for for a funnel cake. No. Tell me you wouldn't devil. Oh, I didn't tell say. Tell me you wouldn't I just, sleep with somebody for. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I'd sleep with somebody for a funnel. Well, if I, 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 I bet Lanny. I bet Lanny worked yeah. in a carnival. I could before. skip the fucking line for a funnel cake. That would. 
Lanny doesn't work for a carnival. I would like. I like the roundup. Remember the roundup where you stood up and it, it was a ride. Oh no, no. Okay. Oh, True where story. they did the thing. Yeah. Just went round. My oh. uncle, my uncle was a uh, was a pastor, minister, Baptist, hardcore Baptist minister, and I used to spend the summers with him. And and I ain't lying now. The man did not have the only indoor plumbing he had was running cold water. So there was this the bathroom. Sounds like a great summer. Was we didn't know any better. You know, we were little kids. Yeah. I came from the projects. I thought it was a nice area. You lived out in Milford right now before it was all developed. And and you went to the bathroom on this chair that had this big bucket underneath it. And mm-hmm. every night me and my cousin had to empty empty the bucket down in the creek. But uh It's a piss bucket you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, and a dump bucket too. Okay. I mean you sat on the chair. But Feces. anyway, once a year he took everybody to King's Island. Yeah. And that's when they had to called it the Rota. Yeah. And we was on the Rota and as it was spinning This is a ride. My uncle yeah, the, yeah my uncle to pass it's it would you'd lean against the wall, it would well, spin around the, oh, yeah, yeah. centrifugal force centripetal and then the force would drop keep, out. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. My the uncle floor would drop. threw up. On the rota. Ew. And it hit everybody on the ride. Ew. Because he leaned himself forward and hurled, and it just went, and everybody got a little string of heaving on them. That's an amazing story. You know what? That's why you have to be careful not throw up on paratroop the paratroopers, because when you throw up, the time you get down to where the, you, the, the vomit catches up with you and hits you right in the face. No. All right. But no, it was the it was the weirdest thing. I never thought it was strange that the only water we had, and they I had goats. That says more about you. They had goats and had goats. The only milk we had mm. was goat milk. Goat they milk. drank goat milk all yeah, the time. The only sex they had was with goats. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they ate goat yogurt. Are you I sure mean, that you were milk actually milking the goat? <laughs> I don't know what I was. Doing. I did what they told me to do. Nah. Just but, you know, some I was like and... I was like nine years old. I was chopping firewood and shit. Yeah. They gave me axes. All right, so okay. this axes, guy. Did they? they gave me axes. This guy. Yeah, in 1980. Tom, Tom okay, so he's killed. He killed the guy with an ice pick near a Chinese restaurant in Oakland. A few days later, he tangled in a gang-related fight in which he was he almost killed another man and was hurt himself. Motherfucker, what? He's going to Oakland and messing with Oakland gangs yeah. for real? <laughs> well, remember, like he, he was born in yeah. Oakland. Remember, he was born in. Oakland. Yeah, but still, he about to go to shoot a man in Reno. He went to he went to the hospital and later cussed out two nurses after they insisted that they insert a catheter. Oh, oh well, hey, hey, that's that's fair, Colonel. <laughs> yeah, that, that, if it, it ain't for fun, he no. probably he probably didn't even need it. They're probably <laughs> just being yeah, you know. Didn't the last guy we had? Yeah, yeah, that was a catheter thing on. Yeah. He left the hospital uh, after learning that his mother was. This says leaving. I'm guess it's living near Little Rock, Arkansas. Uh, so he hitchhiked home from Oakland to Little Rock, Arkansas. Yeah. Hitchhiked home, hitchhiked home so that his mother could nurse him back to health. And this is the mother who the whole family moved away when he was in school. Right. Um, she, she reluctantly took him back in. <laughs> she just been it. taking showers. Well, said, right. Yeah. Can you, if, now, if I, if, if I let you in, you can't try to bang me. All yeah, right. You got to keep it in your rules. pants. Yeah. You got to be a never dude. It, it's okay. You know. Like with Logan, we got a curfew. You yeah. know, it's like you got a curfew. You have, to, can't set, drink you have to set some boundaries. <laughs> yeah. With this kid, it's like no banging your mom. Yeah. Well, two days after, he didn't listen because two days <laughs> after he moved back in, he once again climbed into the shower with his mother. 
who doesn't clearly have a lock on her bathroom door. She beat him and yelled at him until he ran out of the house. There we go. That's just some ah, sick shit right there. Dumbass. Yeah, he, he's, he's a pretty sick dude. In 1982, when he was 18, he started dating 16-year-old Cindy Hanna from Little Rock, Arkansas. Cindy's parents understandably strongly disapproved of cells for numerous reasons. Especially to mama. Including, when he crawled in the shower with her. Well, including... Crawled in bed with her grandmother. Oh, well, if they knew about that. Except I mean, that granny liked it. She didn't like it. Well, he stole from the church in which they belong. Oh, but but the couple, the unmarried couple, had a child. Mm. Uh, to support his baby boy, he turned to home invasions. In 1983, May of 1983, Sells burglarized a home near Little Rock. There he shot the homeowner, Mike Brenner, who lived. Oh. Uh, Sells n- was never charged with this offense, eh, sure, but later would claim responsibility. On July 21, 1983, a man matching Sell's description was seen leaving the home of Thomas and Colleen Gill. The bodies of Colleen and the, four, and the couple's four-year-old daughter, Tiffany, were found beaten uh. to death. Sells was interviewed by police but never formally charged in the murders. On May 8, 1984, Sells was arrested for stealing a car. He was convicted of auto theft and sentenced to two years in prison. I mean, at this point, he's 20 years old. Right. So he's doing all this as a teenager. Damn, this is early stuff. Yeah. While in prison, Psychopath. Cindy gave birth to Sell's second child, a little girl. On February 18, 1985, Sells was paroled from prison. Two months later, in April, he was arrested and convicted of grand theft auto and sentenced to nine months in prison. Well, he learned his lesson, apparently. Yeah. yeah. You know. All right. So he was paroled again on December 12, 1985. Um, oh, sorry. Uh, once he was released, <clears throat> he abandoned his family. He abandoned his girlfriend and two kids and took a job as a carney moving from state to state. He doesn't seem like the type that you could build a stable relationship It doesn't with. seem that way. No. Uh, and and <clears throat> let, let me just, I know you're just one page into about six, right? Yes. But let me just commend you. She doesn't seem so... She seems like she's a little more into this one than... Yeah, yeah. Than she, does, she, she, she seems that... When you, whenever you're talking about... So far, your performance you know, is a little bit better you, than when, it was When on they're the talking podcast. about serial killers, you get a little spark in her eye. You do. You yeah. get a little live... live. Yeah, yeah. There's a, it brings a little light I said, well, you know, we had two choices to do today. I have, I have mm-hmm. two scripts ready to go, and one was a tragic young person losing their life or yeah she'd have been say, all like blah blah yeah, blah, blah yeah blah. serial killer she's that one that's one we're doing yeah let's do this one yeah so i I'm, i just wanted to you know it's it is good that you international your women's day yeah and i want to recognize your efforts in uh bringing timmy's prose mm-hmm. to life thank you colonel so actually this is not timmy's prose i'm going through and just correcting editing. all that yeah I'm, I'm editing all the shit it's not his prose all right <clears throat> So in January 1986, Sells claimed that while he was working for Atlas Towing in St. Louis, well, then that doesn't make him a carny, does it? Uh, He received a call from a hooker whose car had broken down. When he arrived at the vehicle, of course, he suggested sex in lieu of paying for the towing cost. Well, that's fair, Colonel. When she said... first of all, did did she call and say, yeah, I'm a hooker, my car's broke down? I don't know. But she declined his generous offer. So he shot her and threw her body into the river. Uh, they never found her body. Uh, so 
In May of 1986, a transient named William T. Russell was killed by being thrown off a train uh, near Dallas, Texas. Sells would later, later confess to killing Russell for waking him up while he was trying to sleep in the rail car. Fuckers. Well, you, I man, don't it's, blame it's, it's him. It's hard to sleep in a rail car. I don't blame him. You do not want to sleep in a rail car because there's so much raping going on. Well, you on have in to call no rapesies before you go to sleep. Yeah. But, you know, seriously, I mean, so this is, a, he, he's just killing men, women, children, yeah, he's whatever. Not, yeah, whoever seems to get in his way. So in July of 1986, Sells was working for a carnival in Forsyth, Missouri, a town of about a thousand on Table Rock Lake near Branson. Uh, then it was a it was emerging as a country music center along the visitors among the visitors to the fair was is it ina court yes 35 a petite divorcee who scraped by working at a car wash she was treating her four-year-old car wash nope 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 she was you know i think uh, did i hear that um jim croce wrote that song I don't know. Look it up. All right. I'm going to look it up now, Timmy. You know, so, I'm, I'm the researcher. She was treating her four-year-old son. Yeah, I can do a lot of research for this podcast. She was treating her four-year-old son, Rory, to a night out. By Sell's account, he met Court at the fair, and she had invited him back to her home late that night. Uh, the authorities found the bodies of the woman and her child three days later. Mm. Bludgeoned. Oof. The way Sells later told the story, he had consensual sex with Court, then he found her stealing from his backpack because he had so much. He picked up her son's wooden baseball bat and beat her to death, oh. then killed the child because he was a potential witness. Uh, there's no telling what really happened. Perhaps he ogled her at the fair, stalked her home, raped, and murdered her. On October 15, 1986, Sells returns to prison on a, on a parole violation. Uh, he was driving while intoxicated. Over the course of his lifetime, Sells would be arrested 27 times for DUI. On May 1, 1987, Sells murdered 27-year-old Suzanne Corks outside of a Niagara Falls bar. Her remains were found eight years later in 95, only two miles away from the bar. On October 16, 1987, Sells strangles... Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. 
Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. 24-year-old Stephanie Stroh near Winnemucca, Nevada. Uh, but perhaps Tommy Lynn Sell's most horrific crimes occurred a month later on November 18, 1987, when Sells murdered the entire Dardine family in Ena, Illinois. Sells shot 20-year-old Dard- Russell Dardine, then proceeded to go rape Russell's pregnant different wife. Different car wash, Timmy. Okay, it's a different song. Yeah. I knew he wrote a song about a car wash. Hello. Working at the car wash blues. I'm kind of in the middle of a thing. I'm sorry. I'm doing some research for a Jim Croce podcast. That's clutch. Right. Okay, so he shoots shoots the guy, proceeds to rape his pregnant wife, who is 29. Uh, after he rapes her, Sells beats her and her three-year-old son Peter to death with a ball bat. Keith Dardine's body was found the next night by hunters in a farm field. He'd been shot in the head three times and his body had been mutilated with a knife. Ugh. Being several months pregnant, Ruby gave birth during the beating. Cells also beat the newborn to death. Oh, God. What a, what a guy. Jesus Christ. This is this, this, this a fucking monster right here. Yeah, and he, there was like no rhyme or reason. When he, he was just... It, anyone he come in contact with was in danger. And it's like being in contact with Chuck. You could die at any time. In September of 1988, a Salem, New Hampshire, a Salem, New Hampshire girl named Melissa Ann... If Trembly. you need any help with pronunciations, I'll be happy to give you some. Timmy can help you out. Yeah. yeah. If, if you're unclear on enunciation, yeah. I'll be happy to work with you. Yeah. yeah. Th- thank you. Timmy, well, I guess she was expecting to give me more pages because you gave her the three syllable words in there. But go ahead. Yeah, Debbie. I did get This is what we're doing. Go ahead. go ahead. It's my day. It's international. It is your day. Let me, day. let me, uh, you know what? You're, it's my day. You are. An I have intelligent, boobs. strong woman. Yeah, she Devil. has boobs. I have she boobs. Yeah, boobs, and you're smart enough to know that if you blow your economics teacher, you get a C plus. I didn't get a C plus. God oh. damn you, people! <laughs> C, C minus. No, C-. Jesus Christ! All right. Then we, seriously, what if if you bang your uh, economics perfect? What kind of grade do you get? You think? I mean, do you think the grade you got was the grade you deserved, or do you think he maybe kicked it up a point or two because you had sex with him? I mean, honest, it's 30 years ago. What, what do you think? It, well, first of all, it was 20 years ago, you cocksucker. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 20 years ago. What do you think? Do you think he gave you, like, a, a bump chip a little bit? Look, I slept with him long after I had him for class. So, blow me. All right, so this so little new... touchy. This little new... Yeah. Really? Washington? Really? I've got an interview coming up. I know yeah. you do. He's going big time now. All right, Melissa Ann Trembley. I am going to trash you guys on this podcast. That's hurtful. Uh, Melissa Ann Trembley disappeared and was later discovered to be dead laying on a railroad track. The girl was seen at a convenience store parking lot before she disappeared, talking to a man that matched Sell's description. Oh, uh, well, you know, 
I'm glad it was sales description because I, I, I picture snidely whiplash. Well, true. And, you know, sales description is probably, you know, wiry, mangy. Yeah, he, he's no like teeth. Lanny. He's, you know, he's a carny. Sales had been in Salem during this time. Also around this why time. Did, why, why does Snidely Whiplash always tie women to railroad tracks for? How do you tie women to railroad tracks? There's nothing to tie to. You got to thank dig God a for Dudley Do Right. Huh? Thank God for Dudley Do Right. No, Dudley didn't even have to do anything. How in the fuck do you tie someone to a railroad track? There's no. There's no. Well, he just kind of tied them up and then he laid them on the railroad yeah. track. I think yeah. that's what you have to do. But yeah. then they wiggle off. Maybe. Maybe. Unless if they're you use conscious. chloroform. Unless they're conscious, and unless they're unconscious. Yeah, but Dudley would always show up in time with his yes, horse. Yes, he did. No, I mean when I was a little kid, I watched that, and then one day I took grab somebody, thought, you know, I'm gonna tie this motherfucker to a railroad track. Got all the way down there. Really? Got my rope had him everything. Really? Stand you can't by tie me. Tied to nothing. Yeah, there yeah. ain't nothing to tie it to. All right. I just but what was the deal with Snidely Whiplash? He didn't like women, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Towards the moose and squirrel. Towards the moose and squirrel. That's not, that's... That's Boris and Boris Natasha. Boris and Natasha. Yeah, they're communist. <laughs> yeah. Towards moose and squirrel. All right. This time, about this time, uh, in the fall of 1980... But that little dog was uh, fucking smart. You know, that Peabody little, and yeah. his pet boy Sherman? Yeah. Yeah. He was. He was. He had a pet boy. Yeah. All right, go ahead. So Sells starts a relationship with 24-year-old Melissa Breckenridge in Springfield, Missouri. She had a three-year-old son at the time. Ugh. Uh, let's see. Sell uses the three-year-old boy and his mother to try and get pity from people to gain money. After begging, they all went on a road trip in the black van that Sells had stolen. The mother and the child never returned. Mm. On December 18, 1988, Sells murdered a 51-year-old transient named Kent Allen Lawton uh, in Tucson, Arizona, in a dispute over marijuana. Mm, yeah. Well, you know. Sells cut. Probably get some more of that. Ragweed. Yeah. Ditchweed. Sells um, cut Lawton's throat and left her to, alone to bleed out in a rest area. So Kent is a woman. Kent Hi. Allen. I think it's a boy. Hi. On Christmas Eve, December 24th, 1988, Sells is arrested for assault but released when the victim, 23-year-old Kimberly Nash, would not file a complaint. Sells had beat Nash with, her, with his fist and tried to strangle her to death. Damn. Why the fuck would she not? Whatever. I'm telling you, this guy is sick. On January sick 24th, 1989, he claims he killed a prostitute in Truckee, Nevada, when the prostitute turned out to be a man rather than a woman. Oh, see, you got to tell that shit up front. No remains were ever well, found to substantiate this claim, but authorities believe it. You know, you got to tie it down, Colonel. Well, here's my, you know, but here's my question, though, when it comes to that. If you walk up, if you pull up and you say, hey, you know, how much for a blowjob? And it's a, it's, a, it's a man dressed as a woman, right? Yeah. You say how much for a blowjob. You're just asking how much for a blowjob. Right. You now, buy a virus, you beware. If you don't get into the specifics, that's, your, that's on you. That is on you. Yeah, that's right. on you. I think yeah. it is a And either blowjob. way, I don't think you killed a guy. Well, no. no I don't or think. girl or whatever. Killing's never. Killing is rarely unless it's, you know. Colonel Justice. Colonel Justice. It's rarely justified. Yes. Also in January of 89, Sells claims to have killed two transients in Roseboro, Oregon. So he is 
In a month, he's in Nevada and Oregon. Yeah, he's all over the place. He's all over the map. He That's claims, why it was so hard to do the research on this. Of course, you guys don't know. You don't do the research on these things. But <laughs> for those of us who do, it was very difficult. He claims to have picked up, hit, picked them up hitchhiking and shot them both. Uh, no bodies were ever found, but they believe the claims to be valid. On May 9, 1989, Tommy Lee Sells is arrested for stealing some power tools in Arkansas and spent 30 days in jail. He was arrested again for theft in August of 89 and once again spent 30 days in jail. During the next few years, Sells traveled the country either by hitchhiking or riding trains. There were numerous arrests for public intoxication, DUIs, and theft. Undoubtedly, there were more was assaults as well. Was he driving a train drunk? Was he, was he engineered a train? I don't know. That's why. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I t again, driving a tractor. <laughs> do you have a Do you have a cop train behind you pulling you over? Roo, 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 roo. I guess. How could you swerve if you're on the train? Really, you're making siren sounds now. <laughs> roo, roo, roo. Pull, over. Pull, over. Pull over. Pull over. Once uh, one victim was lucky enough to survive Sal's vicious attacks, her name was Fabian Witherspoon. Nice name. That's a hell of a name. She was 19 years old. She was a nursing student uh, when she met Sells in 1992. You know, next to hookers. the year I graduated. Next to hookers. seems like nurses are the ones that get killed by serial killers yeah. the most. I wonder With, why that is. I don't know, but it seems like it. You know what? I probably, because nurses. Well, it's a female-dominated occupation, so. It's a female-dominated occupation, but it's also an occupation that makes them work late hours. Yeah. They work late so, hours, and they'll help. Yeah, they're helpers. Yeah, they're helpers. Yeah, they're drawn to people that are damaged mm -hmm. clearly i am too witherspoon came i think to female, i think female podcasters are safe because they do all this true crime so they're they they're, they kind of know what to look out for oh, oh, bedwetters brandy and, has and kicked, fire starters brandy has kicked like six innocent men in the balls yeah. on an elevator just, after 7 p.m just after for the potential let me tell you just what because the guy no. said how are you tonight <laughs> no 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 because if i was going to kick anybody in the balls and for those of you who are not friends with me on facebook i had an experience at the bmv was that motherfucker there sitting next to me with his flip phone and his fucking hat he had a flip phone that's fucking cool he did have a flip phone motherfucker was cool back in the 90s wait yes he was but you know <laughs> but monday or tuesday he was sitting way too close to me Oh, he was getting friendly? Had, I don't know what he was doing, but he was practically on my lap, and I didn't like it. So, and normally you don't mind such a thing. I do mind it all the time. For those who don't she notice, not like the devil is very space. weird of a personal space. And and by personal space, I mean like a 10-foot diameter. <laughs> just, Half a city block. Just being in her <laughs> office makes her uncomfortable. First of all, it's not true. It's not that bad. But, you know, it's personal space, and he was all up in mine, and I don't know him, and he had a weird hat on. So when, and did you, when was your response? Well, my first response was to post it on Facebook. Oh, well, yeah. And then Sh we got... Facebook shaming. He was there just long enough to really piss me off, and then we got called up. Wow. So, Too bad. Well, I would have kicked him in the balls. Now, I've noticed this. This is... Here's a, here's a trick that you can use. If you're in Chicago... Um, the homeless people and the panhandlers, they're yes. very interactive. And I taught my boys a trick to help you. And, and what happens is these guys will come up to you and they will get very close into your space, into your personal space. And it's a way to kind of intimidate you. Uh -huh. 
And I told the boys, what you do is when they get into your space, lean into theirs. Get into theirs more. Uh-huh. Yeah, and then really, you're in the face of someone who had tuna breath. But it fucks them up at, and they at, think you're crazy. No, it does. <laughs> it, honestly, it makes them scared. It makes them very uneasy because you're not backing away. You're leaning in and they think that you're they something's wrong with you. Lunch. They had spam for lunch. Do you and really want to do that? At best. I'm telling you. The best way to handle okay, one. if I'm ever in Chicago and somebody comes up to me after I kick them in don't, the nuts. Don't. Is it only Chicago or can, does it no, work anywhere? It works down here, too, because uh, I always go to Finley Market. Okay. When people get into my personal space, I lean right back. I get closer to them. And as soon as I do, Timmy, they start backing up. You know, we talk about, we always joke about uh, the knockout game. Mm-hmm. So I'm walking down the street, down, downtown Cincinnati, and this guy, maybe like 26 or something, young guy. And he walk, he goes out of his way, and he kind of, like, tries to throw his shoulder at me. You know, I'm like, I'm walking one direction, he's walking the other. Right. I don't know why. He's probably crazy or stuff. And so I just kind of dodge him and walk on. But, you know, I'm thinking, I could have made a deal out, you know, big deal out of that. And, well, and then know, he would have killed you. He could have killed me, or the least, the, you know, the worst, it would be, would be a shouting match or something. And then I'm thinking... No, I'll just go home. My life goes on. And this idiot's still walking around downtown throwing his shoulders at people. Now, see, I had that happen to me walking, just walking by myself, Timmy. And of course he did. It's back when you had, remember when it was not so uncool to wear the blackberries? Third asshole. You know, on the mm-hmm. a, a belt. Mm-hmm. I had a black, my blackberry on my belt, and I'm walking down, and there's three guys, younger guys. And did you have the earpiece in your ear so that no, I was walking you back could from get the secret UDF. service I had messages? I a bag in one hand, and... and all of a sudden, they, they scoot over, you know, so I got room to walk around. But at the last minute, one kind of, like, throws himself uh-huh. into me. I'm like, what the fuck is this? And, and he's reaching and grabbing for my BlackBerry, but he can't get it off, and I kind of shoved him away. And then all of a sudden, there's this awkward, awkward, t- like, two, three, uh, maybe two seconds where we're just, like, staring at each other. Yeah. Like, well, what happens now? You know, right. what happens now? And I thought, well, fuck, I don't. You know, I'm 40 years old. I'm too old to run from you, motherfuckers. What do you, what do you expect me to do? So, you know, it it it, it played. But you know, as you out. get as you get older, you, I mean, like when you were, if I was younger and that happened, it been you know, I probably got pissed off or whatever. When you get older, you figure this shit doesn't matter. I just go home. No, it mattered watch, to me because there was. I watch TV. My life goes on. You are wrong, and he's gonna tell you why. I'm gonna tell you why because there were three of them. Yeah, well, I'm not the colonel. And they know. were they did not appear that this incident was over. Yeah. So I just and, and here's some advice. I'm just say here's some advice. Don't engage that type of behavior. Because you know what? You got a good life, you got you got you got a beautiful wife, you got great kids, you go home, you you're living a great life, they're living on the street. You engage that behavior, you're gonna end up shanked, bleeding out on Main Street downtown. Well my see and my theory on this was And you're gonna die a fucking idiot because we're not even gonna go to your funeral because you're gonna be such a dumbass to get in a fight over a blackberry. I just want to talk about Fabian. I did not want these three men to jump on me, so I just I struck one of them and the one another one ran. Is that a dumbass or what? But here's the funny part to me. Here's the funny part of this. Did you bleed out? The okay so the first guy falls down. The second guy runs away. So the third one's maybe 110 pounds, Timmy. Mm-hmm. Fucking Tom Cruise over here. And it's very awkward because he's standing there looking at me like, okay, now his friend's done run off, his other friend's laying on the ground. 
And he's like, what do I do? And I'm, and I'm like, the fuck are you going to do? Well, by this time, it's right by, you know, Chevy is loaded with bars. Uh-huh. And all these guys come running out of this bar, you know, and I'm like, oh, I think you better get moving along. I think I better get moving along. So I've moved along down the road, but just if you get accosted by homeless people, panhandlers, panhandlers, they get a little aggressive. They uh, just get into their space. Just, just walk away. Brandy, Tom Cruise. What was that movie he was in? Mission or, Impossible. No, Jack Reacher. Jack Reacher. He's not a badass. I don't know why they keep trying to make him a badass. I don't know. And if, see, that kills me, Timmy, because I've read all the books. Uh-huh. And in the books, the whole premise is built around this guy being six foot four and 240 yeah. pounds. And not a, and, uh, a five foot five, five, son, foot five. Scientologist. Yeah. It, 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 I refuse to watch the movies. Yeah. Okay, Brandy, continue. Tell us about what's her name? What's, what's her name? Come on, stay on point here, Devil. What's her, what's her name? Her name's Fabian Witherspoon. Yes, Miss Witherspoon. I wonder if she was related to Reese. Reese Cup Witherspoon. So she came to Charleston, West Virginia a few months before Sal's in 92. I've been in Charleston before. She was you know with her from fi- West fiance, an army man she'd met while Mount living Mama, on an Air Amber Force Creek. base with her yeah, parents in Tacoma, Amber. Washington. Born in 1972 in Lake England, Witherspoon grew up on Air Force bases around the world. She graduated from high school in Bremerhaven, Germany. Witherspoon said that her and her fiancé planned eventually to settle down in the Charleston area. When he left for training in Alabama, Witherspoon stayed behind with his family. Her fiancé's mother, who worked for the state, suggested one day that Witherspoon might get a little privacy if she watched her boss's cat at a Grove Avenue apartment, and Witherspoon took her up on the offer. Well, she probably said privacy. Because she was no, she was. I think she was American. She just grew up on. She was American. She grew up on Air Force Base. But I think the woman that she was talking to was English. Mm. No, so she said. I don't think you uh, researched that at all. I think you're just saying (laughs) she wasn't making shit up. She'd been staying at the Grove Avenue apartment for only a day on May 13, 1992, when she saw cells panhandling in the Pennsylvania Avenue Washington Street area. Witherspoon had walked to a job interview with. Clinique Cosmetics that day and was excited about the prospect of working at Town Center. She thought she might have been pregnant and had a test done at the health department on Lee Street. It turned out negative, so I'm not exactly sure why we included it. (laughs) She was on the way back to Grove Street. It was a big day for her. She was on the way back to Grove Street dodged a bullet when she saw the killer with a crudely lettered sign. When you take at home pregnancy... Ding, 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 ding. I got a question. (laughs) God damn it. Uh, how many how many pregnancy tests have you taken and dodged the bullet devil? Oh, God. <laughs> Plenty. I mean, did you buy them by the gross? I have to buy them at Costco. Every time you peed in high school, was oh, you peeing on no. a stick? What does it mean if the test is positive? Isn't that really kind of your your own perspective, whether <laughs> yeah. it's positive or yeah, negative? Yeah, that's subjective. Well, sure. It's very existential. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thank you for that. Thank you, Randy. All right. So, so you so you know how to operate a pregnancy test. I do know well. my way around a pregnancy <laughs> test. Okay. Yeah. How many pregnancy tests? How many pregnancies have you sweated through that you never come to fruition? I don't know enough. Yeah. <laughs> no. Well, that's, that's scary, isn't it? I that's know. A, well, and then you know, but then when I wanted to have a baby, I couldn't get pregnant <laughs> yeah, to save my them, ass. Yeah. But had I been sleeping with some random stranger in the back now, of a Trans Am, Carney. Yeah. Way, what you have to do is you have to say. 
Now, don't forget to pull out, Dave. Don't forget to pull out. Don't forget to pull out. Even though you're faking the whole body, you're, you're tricking your body. Is you know? that what it is? Yeah. yeah. And then all of a sudden, once the ovaries here pull out, they get all active well, and stuff. No, and what's funny is... You, you put your feet in the air and you shake. No. <laughs> what's funny is, though... Reverse cowgirl. I got pregnant right after I lost my job. <laughs> of course. God gives what one hand does. Yeah, <laughs> right. God takes away with both hands. <laughs> yeah, he did. Uh, but it's all good because I have Noah. Uh, his, let's see. She's on her way back to the apartment when she saw the killer with a crudely lettered sign. He played on people's sympathies in the past, and the sign was his way of getting close to potential victims. I will work for food, it said. Hmm. She asked him if he was hungry and if he had a family. See, that's why you can't talk to them. You can't. You don't engage. Don't. I know. That's what I'm saying. Don't engage. He's the one telling you to get in their personal Except, space. You know, there is a guy. There are guys that are down at the Reds game that play the bucket. Oh, those bucket boys. I engage boys. with them. They're good. Yeah. yeah, but they're good. I mean, they're professional. But they're entertaining. I yeah. know. They're not professional. No, they do. They play for no. the bucket boys. They play in all kinds of places. Okay, no. This I, this is not them. This is like random homeless guy with a bucket playing a tune. The reg, there's a reggae guy down there plays. Okay. but he, I mean he hey, plays professionally too. If you're willing to sit down there in the heat and beat on a bucket, I'll give you a buck. I'll give you a buck. You know what? There was like two of those guys, and there was like oh, three no. three homeless guys, and with the sign, you know, mm. I'm hungry, feed me, whatever. And I'm walking in between them on the on the ramp that runs from somebody downtown. give you money. Ran Tell downtown to, to the stadium. No, I looked down. There's a hundred dollar bill on the ground. I picked it up. <laughs> well, yeah, you pick it up and keep that shit moving. Hell yeah, you do. I mean, it was in like 15 feet of on either mm. side of these guys. It's right in the middle. Oh yeah, side you did. All right, so she, so he will work for food, and she's asking him questions. So Sells whips out a picture of his three kids and says that he and his kids and his wife were all homeless and living under a bridge. Of course. The wife and kids that he probably killed by this point. Right. Witherspoon said the woman was cat-sitting. Mm-hmm. Uh, the woman that she was cat-sitting for had bought some junk food for her, and she didn't want it. So she figured she might as well give it to him. Right, so this woman was being a good Samaritan. And- the two of them started walking to Grove Avenue. On the way, they stopped at a go-mart, and she said she bought sells a newspaper so he could scam the Help Wanted ads. Oh, she's really going <laughs> above yeah, and beyond. She's, that's why you don't help people. Exactly. In the apartment, uh, such a bad idea, sweetie. Witherspoon told Sells to wait outside, and she went in and packed up the food. He asked if there was anyone else in the apartment. She said no. She figured he was thirsty and took him to buy a Coke, and by the time she brought it to him, Sells was inside the front door. She asked Sells if he needed anything else, and he said his wife needed underwear, Uh. which she thought was strange, but she wanted him out of the apartment. She walked to a bedroom and started taking underwear out of her suitcase. Meantime, Sells locks the doors, got a steak knife, came into the bedroom, and told her to do what he said, and she wouldn't get hurt. He repeatedly raped her and then took her uh, into the shower to rape her again. Loves the showers. Oh, God. In the bathroom, she said she she surprised him by grabbing a ceramic duck about the size of a football and clubbing him on the head. Oh, Oh, there you go. There you go. By the time she was done swinging away, all that was left in her hand was the beak. She took uh, the knife from I her day's assailant. With everything well, with the beak. she stabbed him. Gave him a ducking beating. She took the knife from her dazed assailant and began Good. stabbing him over and there over. There we go. She then raced frantically for the front door, but Sells caught her and threw her into mm. a room off the hallway. She landed on the nightmare. bed face down, cutting the, her hand open with the knife. Mm. Sells took the knife back 
tied Witherspoon's hands to her feet with tape, and held the knife to her throat. Witherspoon said that if Sells would just leave, she wouldn't tell anybody. She also said she just found out that she was pregnant and her husband would be home very soon. Witherspoon told police that Sells threatened to cut her voice box out so she wouldn't talk. Sells covered her head with a quilt and made what Witherspoon called a wimpy attempt at smothering her. He picked up a piano stool and beat her unconscious, but she survived. As he was leaving, she remembers him saying, I can't believe you're still alive. The next thing she remembers is waking up on the front steps of the apartment. She was naked, bloody, and screaming. The police came, and an ambulance took her to the hospital where she had plastic surgery on her hand and stitches in her head, and a rape counselor met with her later. Sells, who had 18 stab wounds, spent seven days in the hospital. Uh, Witherspoon recovered at her fiancé's mother's house. She sat alone in the bedroom most of the time. I feel really stupid, she said, very embarrassed. I just want to hide. Like many rape victims, she wound up feeling as if it was her fault. She kept reliving the the attack in her mind, thinking of things she should have done differently. After a while, she went to live with her fiancé in Alabama, and the two married. Um, Witherspoon said they probably jumped into the marriage too quickly, believing perhaps it would help her overcome her problems. She felt that no other man would want her, and the marriage fell apart after a little over a year. After Sell's week in the hospital, he was taken to county jail on Virginia Street. In September of 1992, a Kanawha grand jury indicted him on five counts of rape and felony assault. Uh, Let's see. Mm. Man, it's poor lady. He's just trying to be a good Samaritan, and and now her life's run. Yeah. Um, Three days into the trial on June 25th, 1993, Sells pled guilty to the later charge of malicious, malicious wounding. Bullshit. The prosecution said it had become aware of inconsistencies in Witherspoon's testimony. Well, yeah, if someone beat you in the head with a piano stool, you, you well, yeah, probably you're are not going to be a little inconsistent yeah. about some things. Well, was this yet, was the Wait a minute. Yet again, he's going to, you know, the rapist is going to just walk yep. with a light sentence. Yep. Yep. Um, on June 5th, 1993, what? Three days into the trial on June 25th. Okay. So he's convicted of malicious wounding. Uh, The rape charge was dropped and Sells was sentenced to serve two to ten years in prison. While in prison, Sells was diagnosed as bipolar. Uh, During his incarceration, he becomes pen pals with 32-year-old Nora Price. They would marry while Sells was in prison. He was released in 1997 and moved to Tennessee with his wife. And he left her and resumed his cross-country travels. In the pre-dawn morning of October 13, 1997, 10-year-old Joel Kirkpatrick was murdered in the home Ugh. of his mother, Julie Ray, in the rural so town. <clears throat> well, he was 10. No, okay. this is... This, this is, is a per- little this boy, is, okay. Yeah, this is particularly sad. Okay. Okay, so he's murdered in the home of his mother, Julie Ray, in the small rural town of Lawrenceville, Illinois. The boy was... <clears throat> The boy was stabbed 12 times as he slept in his bed. Ray, who had visitation of Joel that weekend, testified that she was awakened by screams and rushed to her son's room where she was confronted by an intruder. She fought with the intruder through the house and out into the yard before the intruder left on foot. On October 12, 2000, a Lawrence County grand jury indicted 
indicted Julie Ray for the murder of her son, and she oh, was taken damn. into custody yeah. in Monroe County, <clears throat> Indiana, where she was attending Indiana University in a Ph.D. program. On December 15th, 2000, Wave, Ray, sorry, Ray waived extradition to Illinois in exchange for an agreement under which she was released on $500,000 bond. Also, Ray won a change of venue to Wayne County, Illinois. Yeah, so she's accused of killing her son. The, the fucked hard. That's, right. that's horrible. The jury trial began on February 21st, 2002 in Wayne County before Lawrence County Circuit Court Judge Robert M. Hopkins. The prosecution's principal evidence against Ray was that she was in the house when the crime happened. Furthermore, they hinted that the motive may have been the bitter custody fight for the boy who was in the physical custody of his father, with Ray getting weekend visitations. They also claimed that there were no fingerprints on the alleged murder weapon, which later proved not to be the actual weapon. On March 4, 2002, the jury found Julie Ray guilty, and the judge sentenced her to 65 years in prison. I mean, what a nightmare that is. You have your son murdered, huh. and you're, you go, you're convicted of that murder. Yeah. yeah, and you know, I've often wondered about that, though, because I think <clears throat> myself, if I have one child, you know, and I'm just taking thinking Logan or whatever, you know, Logan's 10 years old and somebody murders him. I don't know that I would care much what happened to me after that. Right. Yeah, it would be you know what I mean? Fuck it. You want to send me to prison? You want to put me yeah. in a chair? You right. want to do whatever? Fuck, I don't care. You know, I mean, that, what could be worse? What could be worse? Yeah. You know, what, what can you do to me that's worse than what's already happened to me? So in 1999, I don't. We've jumped here. So well, that's a a problem with the story. Yeah, I'm going to leave that one off because it doesn't add anything really. But anyway, excuse us. No, she's the editor in chief now. No, there's like one sentence. It doesn't. It gets. It's confusing. Well, like I said, the problem was he was jumping all over the country. He was committing all kind of crimes. Some of them that he may have done, he may not have done. So after he's captured. Tommy Lynn Sells confessed that he'd broken into what he presumed to be Ray's home, taken a knife from a butcher block in the kitchen, and stabbed a little boy to death and scuffled with a woman. Julie Ray was exonerated and then released from prison. If she scu- and you know if she scuffled with the guy all that way, you think there'd be some evidence of yeah something yeah. under her nails. Yeah, 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 something, you would think so. Yeah, yeah you think it seemed so. like they didn't want to investigate that too much. No, it sounds like they just jumped to the conclusion that it was the parent. Well, now on New Year's Eve, Timmy, 1999. I was in Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. I was at my house with water in my basement, cash in a safe and all kinds of ammunition because Y2K was going to go straight to hell and I was prepared for it. Oh, you're right. I was in there and I was December 31st, 1998. That's when I was there because I was waiting for them. We were in a club and we was waiting for them to play. Party like it's 1999 by Prince. Right. They didn't put it to like the seventh song, which I thought was really dumb. But anyway. We took, I, I remember going to the bank and getting a few, some cash out and just, what my biggest concern was. You know, Y2K? I was hoping like it, all, everything would fucking start falling apart, like ATM machines would shoot out money and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> my, actually, my biggest concern was ATM machines weren't going to work anymore and the banking system was going to be all bitched up and you were going to need cash for groceries. You know what? If I don't start, if I don't stop walking and getting in good shape like I am, I'm going to have to worry about Y3K. <laughs> Continue, Colonel. Well, 
in the uh, Guaji Bay subdivision of Del Rio, Texas, cells slit the throats of 13-year-old Kellyanne Katie oh. Harris and 10-year-old Crystal Searles. Now, Searles survived and received help from neighbors. Sells was apprehended after being identified from a sketch made from the victim's description. Crystal Searles, um, you know, you want to get if you where you don't want to get caught is in Texas. No, no. She awoke gro groggy on New Year's Day, her throat heavily bandaged. Texas Rangers and County Sheriffs, obviously, they were, they wanted to talk to the girl, but you know she was right. right. She, but. She wanted to. She, she was like, "Let's get on. Let's get this shit going." You know, she was. Mm -hmm. She started making pic gestures to give me a pen and pencil. Mm -hmm. You know, so she, they get her a pen and paper, and she began writing descriptions of her assailant. Um, from the authorities called in Shirley Timmons, a forensic artist from a home in Midland, to work with Crystal from her San Antonio hospital bed. The first sketch showed a dark-eyed, round-faced man with long brown hair and a full beard. The image resembled a swarthy Chuck Norris. Cops quick swarthy Chuck Norris. Yeah. Oh, that thing you put up—that Chuck Norris swipe, sniping so on Jesus Christ! I laughed so damn hard, and it's hard to laugh when you got a sore gallbladder. I know. It, that ain't. You're that talking ain't. about a post that she put up. You got to remember. Put, yeah. Okay. People do not. Brandy put a post up on on a on our Facebook page about Chuck Norris sniping ordinary people, and it's yeah. just hysterical. Yes. So anyway, let me get back to this. The cops, they distribute this image, um, and the description. And they pressed the Harris family to mull over friends and acquaintances for a match. Nothing was missing from the home. Law enforcement assumed the murder was motiva mo motivated by sexual deviance, not robbery. After the, and they suspected the killer was acquainted with the Harrises before climbing in the window and that Katie Harris had been the target. The two Searles girls were staying in the Harris's while her mother, Pam, was moving from Kansas to Del Rio over the holiday. The family had been friends in Kansas before the Harris's moved to Texas in 95, and Pam Searles and her daughters are now joining them there. Now, the group left Del Rio at about 6 p.m., December 30th, for the 13-hour drive north to collect Searles' belongings. Those on the trip were Terry Harris, the adoptive father of the murder victim, Pam, um, Pam Searles, and her boyfriend, Doug Luther. So that's a that's an odd mix there. Well, Doug Looper. Luker. Yeah, Luker. He he he. Based upon his description, he's able to identify cells. Yeah. That's what I was getting to. Yeah, I know. They turned around and rushed back to Texas when they were informed, of course, of the murder and the assault. They, you know, stopped what they was doing. When Luca heard a description and saw the sketch, it reminded him of a man the moving group had seen at a Del Rio gas station just before they left for Kansas. He remembered the names, man's name as Tama Tommy. He seemed to be a friend of Terry Harris. Luca said, and he worked as a salesman at Amigo Auto Sales. There you yeah, go. Just they're your boys. friends. Just like his daddy. Pet boys, Lanny. Turned into a car salesman. He was just like Mr. Lovins. <laughs> Joe, Joe Lovins. Just like Lovins. Lovins. Joe Lovins. Now, Luca shared his recollections with Texas Ranger John Allen, who tracked down the owner of the car lot by phone. 
this man was uncooperative with Allen. And one thing you do not want to do is be uncooperative with the uh, authorities in Texas. Texas Rangers. Yes. He was uncooperative, but he quickly Mr. Reconsi- Bonnie and Clyde. Bonnie and Clyde to get by with that shit. Yeah, but look what happened to him. Yeah, that's true. But he quickly reconsidered. Now, he, he phoned the uh, Valverde County Sheriff's Office and gave a friend there the name of the employee. Rangers searched state crime files and came up with a picture of the man. Beardless, but it was the best they could do. They went to Crystal's room, showed her a photo array of six men. She studied the pictures purposefully and pointed out the intruder. Yeah, this happened in, in the hospital. In the hospital. It was a used car salesman from Dorio. His name was Tommy Lynn Sells. They got him now. Investigators prepared an arrest warrant and paid a visit early on January 2nd to the trailer Sells was now living. He went along without a fight. He didn't ask why he was being taken in, and investigators didn't offer to tell him. <coughs> but during the ride the sheriff's, to the sheriff's office, he turned to Lieutenant Larry Pope and said, well, I guess we got a lot to talk about. Over the next few months, Sells talked and talked and talked about a singular life of killing, Timmy. Hmm. That's all this man did in life. He was a lifelong transient, and he admitted to the murder of Katie Harris and throat slashing of a friend. He said he killed an entire family in Illinois, a mother and daughter in Missouri, a teenage girl in Lexington, Kentucky, a drifter in Arizona, a child in San Antonio, and he once shot a man in Reno. No, he didn't. Just to watch him well, die. We may have. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, he's, I know. he's killing people everywhere. Yeah, he's lucky he didn't run into Carl Panzram. On the, on the thing. He'd be better off. On the the world would have been better off if he would have run into Carl on the rails. Yeah, they could have took each other out. <laughs> yeah, well, so, and, and there were many more. A string of perhaps 20 across America had spanned his three decades by Sells' account. He became, Sells began using the nickname Coast to Coast. Yeah, the he, he, gave himself, spread. he gave himself a nickname, much like uh, someone we know. I don't, yeah, yeah, only douchebags do that. Well, the range of Sells' alleged crimes defies simple analysis. Sells, nearly illiterate, with an eighth grade education, does that remind you of, Timmy? Mm-hmm. Spent his life on boozy. Probably blue as he can Spent his. <laughs> spent his life as a boozy. Hold on here, we're getting even closer. Doped up drifter. Mm-hmm. Hmm, who's that remind you of, Timmy? I'm not well, boozy. She don't drift. <laughs> His pattern, to the extent that he had one, was simple. Kill and move on. Kill and move on. That's kind of your motto, isn't it? It really yeah. is. That's, your, that's your, usually your Facebook yeah. status every time. <laughs> Moving on. Don't you have a tattoo that I've says killed that? and moved on. <laughs> so. Turn the page. Yet he managed to fly beneath the radar of law enforcement hooker for 20 years. Law enforcement for 20 years, particularly unusual in that most of his victims were not hobos and hookers who typically occupied the lowest priority slot at the back of the homicide investigation file drawer. He spent time in prison for a number of offenses, and that crime pedigree was readily available to law enforcers. But he was never even a sub-suspect in a murder until he failed in his attempt to kill Crystal Searles. His victims spanned generational, gender, and geographic lines. His weapons were guns, knives, or his hands. He attacked young girls whom he did not know as they slept in their beds and threw a fellow drifter off a train during an argument over money. 
So he he was just like the he basically like an assassin. Yeah, he would kill anyone. Yeah, he didn't have a uh, group that he targeted. He'd just kill anybody, anytime, yeah. anyway. Well, part of it was sexual, but I think he, he he didn't limit himself to that to women. Yeah, there was not a whole lot of. I mean, there was not no you know not anything. a lot of raping and everything yeah. in this. Well, there's some. I mean, there's I mean, some, but I mean, but, I mean yeah. not like these two girls. It doesn't you know. Yeah, he just attacked them. He just attacked them and killed them. And uh, so there's no clear pattern. There's no. It's not the same gender, age. Some were young girls, others men, transients with whom he'd have an altercation and take it to the, take, who he would take an altercation to its fullest, Timmy. You like that? Turn that, of phrase? That's a turn of phrase right there. In 2004, a Texas jury just took it, took him just one hour. There you go. To convict him. The they got things to do, man. You're in a Texas they they got shit going on. You're, yeah. you're, you're parking at a meter. Cause you're, <laughs> yeah. It's hot and shit down there. Those people, it ain't air conditioned in those courtrooms. Um, it took them an hour after a three-day trial, and they found him guilty, and they voted for execution. Next. His, <laughs> now, remember, this is Texas in 2004. Right. His sentence was carried out in the Texas State Penitentiary in Huntsville. As a lethal dose of phenobarbital was admitted, he took a few deep breaths, closed his eyes, and began to snore. Less than a minute later, he was dead. That's embarrassing, snoring at your, at your, execution. At your execution. Yeah. Yeah. 13 minutes later, 6.27 p.m. local time, Tommy Lynn Sells was pronounced dead. The end of the coast-to-coast, man. Bye, Felicia. Bye, Felicia. What a prick. Brandy, your He's final thoughts prick. on serial killer Tommy Lynn Sells. He's a prick. Yeah, he was a creep, wasn't he? Yeah, he's, yeah, he's a piece of work. He was a carny. He was a carny. Colonel, your final thoughts on serial killer, coast-to-coast killer Tommy Lynn Sells. Uh, he, he's a, he's a uh, Lucas. He was a degenerate. I mean, he was a degenerate, but he was like, you know, Lucas, I Henry mean Lee Lucas. Henry Lee Lucas. That's who he reminds me of. Yeah, not George Lucas. No, not George Lucas. Not Jerry Lucas. All right, all right. No, 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 no singing. No singing. Uh, you got some shout outs for us, Colonel. I got some shout outs. But before you do, I want to give a shout out to uh, True Crime Review. Check it out. It's a new podcast. Uh, Joe uh, is the uh, host there. True Crime Review. And I don't know if I said Joe Hopkins for the. This is a different Joe. Joe Hopkins for the uh, Patreon, but thank you for supporting us, Joe. If I missed you, I am sorry. Go ahead, Colonel, with your shout And, Joe, outs. don't worry about your new podcast. Joe asked me, you know, hold, yes. hold me. I'm scared, and Joe is going to be – Joe's a smart guy. He's going to do very, very yeah, well. Yeah, he's got a new podcast, and we'll be promoting it soon. Uh, as soon as he gets it up, it's going to be really good, and we're looking forward to it. It's like current affairs, politics. should be really good. So I have – you know, as as – uh, we have so many members now, so many people involved on this page, and as I explained last time, I'm, I've split the uh, the shout-outs in half. Yeah, we're going to rotate them. Um, so we're on a rotation so it, it doesn't um, get so monotonous for everybody, but we don't want to leave people out. So we're going to start with Annette Petray. The lovely Annette Petray Steph, from the Bronx. Yes, yeah, Steph Glenn, Christina Hodges. Christina Montana, or Lefty as we call her. Yes. 
Maria Barber, Jennifer Potts, Sydney. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in the process. I'm looking at buying a condo, so I might need uh, Christine Montana's uh, to advice. To come over at closing? Well, well, you know, she's, Can I you hear come she, to the closing? I hear she really closes I, the deal. She'll close the deal, but I think you got to buy her. You got to buy her. You got to buy Christina the house, oh, though, Timmy. Oh, well, I think yeah. he was buying her a house. I, what, okay. what I just thought was. that was like. No, I don't think she was just sitting there filling out paperwork. Oh, okay, okay. So we're just teasing Christina. <laughs> we're just teasing. No, we love Christina. Yeah. She actually, Christina, I don't, you can just see her profile picture. A beautiful woman. Yes, yes. Beautiful. And woman. she's been on our page for a long time. And very funny. Yes, very um, loyal listener. Thank you, Christina. So Maria, Jennifer Potts, Sydney Hamilton, Mike Arnold, Melissa Lebrano, Brittany Powell, our Heather's Heather Hall, Heather Poole, Heather Marshall, Terry Helmsley. Hemsley, Kimberly Cameron, Kevin Behan, Lease, Mike Tabor, John Janke, Jeff Hopkins, um, Michael Daniel, Jim Moore, Jessica Bishop, Liz Evans, Stacy Lynn, Jeffrey Dolan, Miriam Buckwald, Jennifer Miller, Kelsey Froze, Susanna Sheldon, Ramoni Danger Howard, Skip Fayou, the crazy, you know, who ranks right up there in craziness with Amber Cruz. Is Callie Jones. Amber Croup. Amber Croup. Amber Croup is Callie Jones. Callie Jones is a very loyal listener. She's a loyal listener, very, very lovely young lady, yes. but she's crazy as hell, Timmy. Brandy Geese, Andy Smizer, Dan Hamer, Norma, Norma DiMaggio, Angie L., Amber Trevino, Karen Alden, Carla, of course, Jessica Winchester, Anita Darden, Nancy Weller, Kristen Anderson, Valerie Murray, Tammy Ennis. Tamara Kohler, Leif McAllister, Steph Poling, Lauren Meredith, um, Kelly Colwell, Jennifer Savoda, Lauren Jennifer. Meredith. Yes. Of course, Nina. Uh, Nina Einstead from. Uh, Why do I always say that? You know, Nina Einstead no. from the Already Gone podcast. Let me explain that to me because the director that I that was here, if you remember that, that we worked with, Nina. And she just left. It's someone yes. we know personally, yes. Um, yes. And every time I see N-I-N-A, I say Nina. Okay. So, but anyway, Ronnie Rhodes, Sophie Panna, Aaron Shipley, Jay Alford, Holly Wooded, Ali Nett, Susie Randall, Deb Chappelle, Danielle Jones. From Between Us Girls. Yep. Podcast. Brittany Martin, Margot Donahue, Jamie Metcalf, Meg Vansell, Allison Schneider, Sarah Taylor, Ramona Howard, Nitan Sill, Kim Bennett, Rachel Hummel, Lauren Mayer, Molly Fontenot, Sean DeBoard, Melissa Montoya, Stacy Gutierrez, Tim Hale, Donnie Young, Melanie Young, James Rian, Alan Dobbs, Ann Daza, Carol Nash, Elizabeth Brault, Mark Farnan, Paula Kimes, Chris Swanson, Christina Bachelor, Andrea O'Dell, Rob Roy, George Hockler, uh, Matt Brookings, Joe Lehman, Lamont, Ruth Ann, um, the little sister we sang yes, happy Lydia, birthday to. Yes, Lydia Fisher's uh, sister. Leah yes. Pangburn, Natalie Parsons, Todd Long, Lauren Feller, Ron Ratsky, Terry Pickett, Holly Schreiber, Madge Payne, Lynn, Lindy Lada. TJ Young. Now, we got a bunch of new listeners that we got to add to this, so. Okay. Um, but, yeah, TJ Young, Pete Fulmer, Chris Lane, Mike Hound, Sabone, uh, Lavelle, Brooke Smith, Tony Marsala, Sarah Morgan, MJ Howard, Jill Phoenix, Stacy Flynn, 
Marissa Rhodes, Lydia, Elise Kearns, Kim Stroop, Justin, of course, Justin Bro Broder, Broder. Justin, yeah. Broday and uh, Justin Broday. Christine Whiting. Um, and yeah, the one I'm, I. I'm I, definitely the one that you need to watch pronunciation with. I'm going to have classes with both of you. With, I'll have like a little flip chart with lips. Well, you are for sure not teaching that class. <laughs> yeah. um, and then we got the three we can, we can never forget. Um, I, I got to. I know we're splitting sh shout outs. But Fallon always has to get a shout All out. All right. Because she Fallon. is the mascot of Team Colonel. Yes. She's love a Fallon. lovely young girl. We love Fallon. We love all our listeners. We, yes. And, of course, Lady Beverly, who we love deeply. Yes. Lady um, Beverly and her husband. Her husband, Graham, and her lovely daughter and, and her, her wonderful dog, Salita Noble. Yes. Salita Bold. Yes. And, of course... And we're glad that she, everything checked out yesterday with you, Miss Dottie. Yes, I the do lovely, like. lovely Dottie Scott, yes. who we who really is the reason we do this whole damn podcast for anyway. Yes, um, Brandy, do you have? Any oh, shout and Amelia Roscoe, did I get her? Doesn't matter. Do you have any Mark Hammermeister, uh, Mark from the Conspirators podcast, uh, Allie and Charlie from the Insight podcast. Allie and Charlie, well, Brandy, do you have any shout-outs before we uh, wrap up? No, I think we've covered. All right. Well, thank you all for joining us, and we'll see you again next time on History Dweebs. Bye, Bye -bye. everyone. Good day. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> <laughs> 